Welcome back to another episode of the Pixelated Podcast brought to you by GeekLegacy.com. Justin and I are here to talk about the latest and potentially greatest news in the world of video games. Justin, how are we feeling today? <laughs> I'm good as I'm as I'm trying to hurry up my yawn because I know my turn's <laughs> coming up. I'm like, shit, it's happening. I'm fabulous, Stephen. Thank you. How are you? I am great. Thank you very much. Uh, we didn't talk about this last week, even though the announcement sh- what happened back then, but talking about it right now so people can you know get off our backs about it but the 25th anniversary of the pokemon video game franchise is this year and pokemon game freak and all of its related developers are doing all kinds of nonsense in order to pump up sales and make you excited that this franchise is 25 years old and um i still remember my very first game boy getting pokemon red for it and just going on this little black and white adventure that sucked up so many hours of my life and uh, wasted so many batteries that are probably in a landfill somewhere. So I apologize for that. But among the announcements, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl remakes of Diamond and Pearl will be coming to the Nintendo Switch later this year. And then a new title, Pokemon Legends Arceus, which will have players going to the past before there was a Pokemon League, where your main task is to create the first Pokedex ever. It's a truly open world Pokemon game, drawing many similarities to Breath of the Wild with its art style and just the way that things look and will be available in early 2022. And this is hilarious because uh, Diamond and Pearl People have wanted remakes of these games for many, many years. And sure enough, when the announcement comes, everyone is still upset. And it's just another reason why I can't stand people sometimes, particularly those that are in the video game community, because, oh, my goodness, you got exactly what you asked for. But because it doesn't quite look the way you wanted it, you are now upset and hate everything. Yeah, that happens, man. I remember when Wind Waker came out and everyone like, lit their house on fire they were so mad at the <laughs> graphics like what are you talking about it looks cute it's, uh, it's it's refreshing to see something different but people like uh what they're familiar with it's a weird nostalgia thing because people want we talked about it before like old games it's more so the feelings and the emotions and just the time frame of playing them less so the graphics or the gameplay things like obviously some of that can be into it but i mean you think back to like the very first super mario brothers game takes you all of 15 20 minutes to be you're not you and i aren't playing those because the graphics look great or because it's an amazing platformer we're playing it because when we first played it it was like our first foray into real video games right you know that feeling gets brought up a lot of people are complaining about brilliant diamond and shining pearl uh just the graphics having these little chibi type characters which i think are quite adorable and i don't have a problem with it whatsoever uh kind of looks like just a game boy game with updated graphics so i do kind of appreciate that uh but legends arceus sounds really really interesting a different type of pokemon game that we haven't seen before again more open world so it's gonna be less linearity um the pokemon obviously arceus will have some sort of major Thing to do with the game be involved with it uh yeah. but a lot of people are speculating the storyline and this is supposed to be involving some giant great pokemon war that takes place before any of these games so we'll see how it plans out pokemon baby pokemon yeah you know, gotta it's, catch interesting them all. That, it's interesting that you brought up uh super mario brothers because super mario brothers 2 was a complete 
makeover facelift where if you were loved super mario brothers and then all of a sudden you played two you're like the hell is this crap <laughs> why does it look so different i don't understand same with uh legend of zelda then you have zelda 2 the adventures of link and you're this little itty bitty guy and then you go into this weird map mode and then all of a sudden you're a big guy and it's a side to side scroller and you're like what the fuck man what the, why you guys gotta keep changing stuff if it ain't broke don't fix it and uh, i remember that discussion when i was a kid i was like i don't get it man this is so weird uh but then you know time marches on and then people go back and they play it and they're like oh yeah it's amazing this is brilliant Meanwhile, the the person that created the game is, you know, contemplating killing themselves because everybody hates it at first. It's crazy how that works. Yeah. And you brought up Wind Waker. Another great example. The game was announced and I was excited for it. A lot of people weren't because it looked too cartoony and it wasn't my Zelda. Um, we had just gotten Twilight Princess. And then we go to this and everyone was just confused why. And then five years after that game comes out, everyone's begging for a Wind Waker remaster of some sort on the Wii U and people are still asking for it to be remastered again on the Nintendo switch. So it's hilarious how opinions like that change. And just like you said, people will see something, they'll have a gut reaction. The second they get a chance to play the game, it's yeah, okay. This is fine. Yeah. Just gotta keep, keep them opinions to yourself. Just have a little reservation and patience and see how it works. I mean, wind waker is still one of my favorite Zelda games, period. Um, I can replay that one all day, every day. It's just so much fun. I love just how big the world is. Um, obviously, it had a couple of issues that were addressed in the remaster stuff, but I loved every second of that game. Right. I think one of my biggest things that I liked about it is that the graphics, they were what they were. It wasn't like it was trying to push boundaries when it's like drawn like that. I feel like you can get away with a lot more stuff and it just looks cleaner. I don't know mm-hmm. if that makes sense, but as opposed to like a weird pixelated nonsense, it it definitely looks cool when it's just this hand drawn thing and it's always going to look like that. And it's always going to look amazing. You don't have to worry about any real diminishing returns or, you know, weird graphical errors. I don't know. I just at least the way my brain processes what I'm looking at, <laughs> if that makes sense. No, I mean, I enjoyed it. And honestly, like I listen to that soundtrack probably every week. I just put it in the background as I'm working and just kind of keeps me focused so it's definitely a game that has a lot of embedded memories with me and i totally understand where you're coming from because with the way the game was the hand-drawn cell shaded worked perfectly yeah take it you should get a harmonica and and play all the songs on your harmonica on campfire trips there you go or an ocarina you do that too but it's not a lot of holes (laughs) (laughs) ocarina has less what is it? It's like the problem uh, with the holes aren't labeled C up, down, left, right, so I have no idea which one's which. Yeah. What is what is Epona's song? It's like up, left, right, <laughs> or something like that. I forget <laughs> how it goes. Up, left, right, up, left, right. <laughs> uh, actually, I think it is that one. <laughs> <laughs> like jam, man. Like jam. All right. Well, Pokemon. We'll see how that goes. Twenty-five years. My goodness. What have I been doing all this time? Do you remember your first Pokemon game? Uh, I do. Sort of. It was Pokemon X on 3DS. Uh, that was my very first Pokemon game. I never played them. I was. I kind of missed that boat. I was already. Uh, I don't know how to say this, but like I feel like I was already 
too old to adopt Pokemon into my life at the time. <laughs> and it just, I was, you know, college and I just had other shit going on. So I just kind of missed that boat. And then my younger cousins and stuff were playing like crazy. And I'm like, what's a Pokemon? And then they tried to explain it to me. And I have no idea the words that are coming out of their mouth. And uh, it, that ship sailed. And then as I got older and the whole world was playing and you kept talking about it, you know, we were already knee deep in this podcast by the time I played my very first Pokemon game. So. Yeah, my dad used to always call every Pokemon whatever it looked like with the word Zord at the end of it. So, oh, that's, <laughs> that a, that's a Dragon Zord. Oh, that's a Lizard Zord. That's a Turtle Zord. <laughs> and I'm I'll sure it was the same it. way trying to explain, no, the, these are what the different Pokemons are. And he's like, nope, Lizard Zord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I like your dad. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. <laughs> uh, but I continue to get them now moving forward. Uh, just to play them for a little while, keep up with the conversations. But, you know, that's about it. I'm happy to to give an open world one a go, especially since they kind of teach me stuff. And then it, it it's under the impression that this is your first time ever playing a Pokemon game. So it kind of holds your hand a little bit. So that's helpful for me, I suppose. Yeah. And we got a very brief. Well, I shouldn't say brief because it was a two minute trailer, but Again, there's a lot of comparisons brought to Breath of the Wild just because of the open world. It's going to be a little less go in this patch of grass, catch a Pokemon, fight this trainer, you know, again, a little less linearity to it. So I'm really excited to see how this game pans out and just what exactly you're supposed to do. Uh, there is mentioned that, yes, there is the traditional you can catch Pokemon and battle them and do all that stuff. But it sounds like it's a little less of a focus on you know leveling up your best pokemon and getting to be the grand champion of it all so exciting stuff and we'll uh, you know check it out as more things come along what do you think the focus will be to save the world well if this is going into the past and this is again before anything has happened um supposedly again apparently in the lore of pokemon there's this giant pokemon war that takes place and like ravishes the land and it's supposed to take place before like red, blue, yellow before any of that stuff happened. So people are predicting it's going to be there's this warlord who's trying to just own all lands with his own Pokemon and you have to find a way to stop them. So I don't know yet right. is what I'm getting at. Sure. Uh, I guess we'll find out in 2022. <laughs> I mean, it can completely take a 180 and just say, yeah, this is your traditional Pokemon game. We just made things bigger and call it a day yeah i'm kidding all right i'm sure there'll be like a nintendo switch themed pokemon console maybe it'll be a pro by then for sure who knows all right i'll take it i'll take two how about that they always make two of these fucking games (laughs) (laughs) different covers different pokemans such a such a scheme get rich quick yeah, I know. Can you imagine any other franchise doing something like that? Yeah. <laughs> like, can you imagine Dark Souls releasing two games simultaneously, but they have different bosses that you can fight through in each oh, one? Oh, man, I would die. I would I would have to buy it all. <laughs> I am obsessed with Dark Souls, dude. I'm playing on my computer. Then when I'm done playing on my computer, I go play on my Xbox. It's crazy. I can't I can't stop playing that game. I'm wearing a Dark Souls shirt right now. Different from the one I wore yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> just obsessed 
Oh, well, what can you do? There's other people that are obsessed with freaking Elder Scrolls. To flip the script a little bit, the Game Informer reports that Elder Scrolls is coming, well, may be coming to Netflix. Industry insider Daniel Richman reported, reported that Netflix is currently pursuing adapting Bethesda's Elder Scrolls universe alongside the already confirmed plans to bring the world of Fallout 4 into a series format over on Amazon. Netflix nor Bethesda have confirmed these rumors, nor has Elder Scrolls TV, nor has an Elder Scrolls TV series been marketed in any way at this time. That being said, the TV streaming company has been transparent about looking to explore gaming worlds more closely, which would lend to the beloved franchise of Elder Scrolls being a no brainer. So Amazon has their hands full with the Lord of the Rings series that they're working on, but I can imagine uh, a fallout series i suppose where people wearing trash cans and barbed wire necklaces and all kinds of dumb <laughs> shit that they do in that game and then of course elder scrolls that's a quite an undertaking and you would really have to narrow the focus witcher has done a pretty good job of of narrowing that focus i think you know we're just kind of following um Geralt and you know, some some witch activity, but in merging timelines, it got a little confusing and there was a pretty big payoff at the end of it. But, um, you know, it's definitely possible, but I think fantasy shows are expensive. So I am curious to see if this is uh, legitimate or not, because Elder Scrolls, all those characters have all kinds of crazy magic and a ton of weapons. You would need a billion extras or you would need to CG it all. And I just can't imagine how expensive that would be. I guess it makes sense why the rumor is involving Fallout 4, because everything's just trash and wasteland. So all you got to do is walk outside and dumpster dive. And there you go. You've got your suit of armor. Yeah. But I feel like, I don't know, man. It just seems so seems so niche. Something like Elder Scrolls. I mean, I know that they have fans all over the world and everything, but... I don't know. It's hard to commit to something like that for multiple seasons. And Netflix is notorious for just canceling shit after like one or two seasons. So I don't know. You'd have to have a pretty big roadmap planned out for a series like this. Yeah. For, I mean, with fallout, you have tons of, you have tons of area. I mean, each game has its own location um, and its own, I guess, timeline in terms of when this, big bang sort of thing happened and how vault dwellers became land dwellers type of stuff. So there's no shortage of starting points for this. Um, if you're specifically bringing in fallout four, I think you definitely have more of, I think it's a little bit more interesting just because that storyline was kind of fun to explore, you know, finding your son and realizing who he was at the end and the plot twist with it. But it's just always so interesting because again, fallout and even elder scrolls games, you, have the choice to do what you want so you have this kind of morality same of i'm going to save these people i'm going to kill these people i'm going to pickpocket that person and now you're kind of forcing me into a mainland story where i don't really have that choice anymore right i I don't know if that's it'll be interesting to see how that pans out sure i can imagine a lot of unlikable characters (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah And, and like with fallout you know, it could have sort of a Walking Dead vibe where no one's safe and someone that you liked one week could die the following week. You know, there could be a, a lot of that and which could be fun. But at the same time, it's hard to really get behind a joyless show. 
you know, at a certain point for Walking Dead, a lot of people just left the show because it was just it was too much. Dead, like, dead, 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 dead. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I need I need like a, a celebration of sorts, and I'm just not getting that with this show. And so that happens to some folks. But we'll see. And to your point of Netflix canceling shows just after seasons three or four because they don't want to pay the people anymore, or at least that's the rumor right. going around. For the if this is again, this is still a rumor, but if this is true, for those that are writing the Fallout show, allegedly, just make sure you have a way to wrap it up in three or four seasons. <laughs> like Yeah. Sometimes only two. Like some of those big big shows uh, like Marco Polo. That was one where it had a billion people in it. And mm-hmm. I think it was only two seasons. It's crazy. You know, I might be in the minority, but I'm totally okay. If a TV show only lasts a few years, if the payoff is perfect. Sure. Um, like breaking bad is a great example. It lasted four or five, five seasons five and seasons. it wrapped up everything. So, so well, it didn't need to overstay its welcome, if you will. Right. Yeah, I don't, I'm I'm with you. Um, like say like something like Mandalorian, right? Something that's new, where there was a pretty good wrap up at the end of season two, mm-hmm. and I was okay. If we never got another episode of Mandalorian again, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> I'd be like, all right. But I mean, now he's got his dark saber, and he's got to go do dark saber shit with it, and so we get a whole <laughs> other season of that, and that should be interesting, but. I would be okay with just, you know, whatever, a, a 16 episode arc. You know, that's, that's plenty for me. Like Watchmen, you know, that's one season and it's over. I'm mm-hmm. okay with that. You had somewhere between eight to 10 episodes to tell your story and you did. And that's great. That's, that's like seven hours of content. I'd rather be the guy that leaves the party early and misses all the stuff versus the guy that stays too late and is forced to have to do the cleanup or, you know, leaves right before the cleanup. Like, right. That's just always been my mentality when it comes to uh, television shows. And you brought up a couple of great examples, the Mandalore. I mean, WandaVision just wrapped up too. And I know that's kind of an interesting situation with the Marvel cinematic universe. And a lot of people are already asking if there's going to be a season two. So are people already asking if season two is going to happen for Falcon winter soldier? If it wraps up well, you don't need a second season. If it, Bridges everything perfectly, then done. Great. That's it. Let's move on. Sure. I'm all for it. And Breaking Bad was 62 episodes. Five seasons, 62 episodes. Because, you know, they're they're short seasons. But holy smokes. Yeah, that was a crazy show. You don't need 200 episodes to tell your story. (laughs) That's when you get into, like, the Freak of the Week stuff. And that's when I lose interest. Yeah, and that's another prime example. I mean, just they had everything it was laid out. It was perfectly written and you know, better call Saul, the spinoff. I know they had the, that's like my Netflix favorite movie. Steven. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just saying like, <laughs> they found ways, obvi- they found other characters to find ways to increase the lore, you know, cause there was still so much you could have done with Saul even before his own show came out. There was the Netflix movie, which kind of tied things up a little bit more. But and it's still working because Saul's on what season five now, six, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. I love it. <laughs> so there you have it. I mean, I do think that they have their work cut out for them. Um, mm-hmm. Assuming this is real and this is happening, I, I'll watch it. I'll be like, all right, whatever. I like Elder Scrolls. I played Skyrim. That's pretty <laughs> much it. So we'll Would see. You- 
I'm assuming you would prefer a TV show if it was based on Skyrim over the Fallout franchise. I, I mean, I think it could be fun, but uh, I mean, that's like a legit Game of Thrones territory with mm-hmm. dragons and crazy Viking type bulls and a lot of snow. Winter is coming. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, you you know, you mentioned how you're used to it being your character and you making the decisions when you watch these people. Then if it's a lot easier to not like them when all of a sudden you have to go along for their story. It's more fun to play the game than to watch somebody play the game. Yeah. And that's my point is you're, you're creating your character story as the game goes on here. This character is going to have some type of background, some type of story already. So it's going to be a little bit different, but you know, um, video game content is all the range these days. You know, we've got obviously the HBO last of us, series we've got tons of other things that are on the way so we'll see how this goes fucking zach from don't be crazy podcast and, and his top five podcast he always he just started playing skyrim for the first time this year and every once in a while he just slips in maybe you should go talk to the Yarl. I can't, I can't stop laughing every time he says it it's so fucking stupid even when i read it i hear it in his voice and it's the funniest goddamn thing ever so on that note in the event that there is a, an honest to goodness Elder Scrolls series, and and somebody gets to say that line, I will die a happy man. It'll be the it'll be my greatest day ever, next to my wedding and my kids being born. It'll rank right up there with that. Let me guess, someone stole your sweet roll. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Anyway, here's hoping. I will. I will. I will pray on that that we get to see it. Well, uh, while you're waiting for that, you could load up your old Diablo 2 safe and get it prepared for transfer to the remake. That won't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Diablo 2 Resurrected can actually work with save files created by the original Diablo 2, meaning a potentially 20 year old save you might have lying around made in the original game will load just fine. Game producer Matthew Sitterquist confirmed this to IGN Middle East, explaining that it was a happy accident and not something the team specifically wanted to have. Uh, Yes, yes, keep those, said when asked whether your old (laughs) saves will in the original will work. Back when we were working on the remaster, we wondered if the old save files would work and we kind of shoved it in and it worked. And we were just like, okay, that's the best feature ever end quote so literally they weren't even trying and they struck gold <laughs> wow that's crazy yeah little nuts um it got me thinking if with all the remakes that you and i own would you is there one that specifically you would want to transfer your old save file into and just pick up where you left off or are you totally okay starting from scratch dude i start over all day long anytime if, if too much time has passed if like a week has has gone by and i hadn't played <laughs> a game then i'm like fuck i better just start over i don't remember how to play this game like skyrim is a perfect example of that i can't not start a new game when i, I put the controller down I'm just like, eh, I'll just start over. Dark Souls, same same thing. I started a new game on Friday, and then yesterday I even started a new game. I was like, I can do better than this. And I literally got to where I was in like 90 minutes. And I'm just rocking and rolling. So I'm like, you know what? And my character's got way better shit, and I'm 
I've died like twice. So <laughs> I'm rocking and rolling. So I'm always okay restarting. I would never in a million years care to bring over an original save from a game that's 25 years old. Uh, Final Fantasy 12, the Zodiac Age. I think I restarted that three times, maybe because in the same boat, I was just loaded up my save and I was in the middle of the desert and go, I have no idea where I'm supposed to be going. So let's just scratch this again. (laughs) And uh, same thing with the Divinity uh, games, Divinity Original Sin and Divinity 2. So many times where I'm just like, I am, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing anymore, even though there's a log, even though it tells me where I'm supposed to go. I still feel like I need to refresh my brain and here I am recreating my same characters for the 19th time. <laughs> right. I know it's easy to do. I mean, and I don't really, I, I never look at it as me losing any real progress. I look at it more as me just enjoying the game. I've never really felt like, Oh man, all that effort was wasted. Cause a lot of times for me, it was a learning experience. And I was like, Oh yeah, now I remember how to play kind of thing. Yeah. It's always going to be, me restarting a game specifically because I just don't know what the story is calling for at this point. At this point, I don't remember who the characters necessarily are. So to your point, I'm never going to restart because like a legend of Zelda game, I know how things are going to pan out. Even if I'm 15 years behind on a save file and still don't remember, I'll figure it out because I'm already caught up in the story at some point. Right. But if it's a game I've never completed before and something that I'm still trying to get actively involved in, yeah, I'm going to refresh my memory that way even though i can easily just go to youtube and you know watch 40 minutes of content like oh okay now i remember this <laughs> yeah. stuff but yeah i don't know what no, it is totally like um one thing is he was like okay it really hones my skills too like dark souls you know it's a pretty difficult game and there was this area called an orlando which is this beautiful castle and it's really rough it's kind of like the the point in the game where it says okay you've we've been playing with you for a little while but now we're going to crank it up to 11 and really test how how skillful you are and that's where I got to on Friday and I stopped. I was just, I kept getting hit by these stupid archers that are paying the ass. And if you played the game, you know that the Anna Orlando uh, archers are just the worst ever. And when I played yesterday, I one shot at the whole goddamn castle. I didn't die once and it was amazing. And when I, the first time I ever played it, it took me like six hours to get through this fucking castle. <laughs> I did it yesterday inside of like 15 minutes. I was like, yeah, I'm ready to do this. I'm rocking and rolling. So there's that. All right. Well, Hogwarts Legacy is back in the news again. And wouldn't you know it, that game designer quits after questionable YouTube videos surface. So Internet's forever, man. Got to remember that sort of thing. Uh, Troy, we'll call him Leave It. Troy Leave It has stepped down from his position as lead designer on the forthcoming Harry Potter game, Hogwarts Legacy. The news comes in the wake of criticism when Leave It's personal YouTube channel was uncovered, containing anti-social justice videos that sympathize with Gamergate. Leave It tweeted the news saying, I have made the decision to part ways with Avalanche Software. I have nothing but good things to say about the game, the dev team, and Warner Brothers games. I will be releasing a YouTube video, can't even say it without laughing, about (laughs) this soon uh, on my channel. To clarify, I felt absolutely secure in my position. However, I still want to resign for reasons that I will explain in the forthcoming video. I am in excellent spirits and very pleased with my relationship with WB and Avalanche. How about that? Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> I say everybody got to have a YouTube channel all the time. <laughs> Every 
every well any jackal can start a youtube channel these days i mean let's start there but um yeah listen it's 2021 i don't feel like it's any surprise that if you put anything on social media it can and will be used against you in the court of law that's just how things work in this day and age and we've seen it multiple times in the past um Again, not completely surprised that this happened, and I guess his stance is a little bit more tame than it has from other people, so there's that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, what can you do? This game, you were saying earlier that it's just cursed. It's always something with this game. It got delayed to 2022. Um, We saw that announcement on the Hogwarts Legacy official Twitter account, and, excuse me, and J.K. Rowling, she's off a rocker these days and it's just one of those things where i i wouldn't be surprised if it's just warner brothers and avalanche just wanting to separate themselves as much as possible from any sort of negative uh, press which is fair yeah makes sense to me just not much else is good coming out of this game so i know i know it's so crazy because like I mean, I've always had a thing for the Harry Potter universe. I've always found it fun and festive and, and whimsical and magical. And I love everything about it. And then J.K. Rowling says something that upsets me. And I'm just like, fuck, I've given you so much of my money. I hate you. <laughs> so uh, this is a game that's right up my alley. And I feel like uh, just on like principles alone, I shouldn't be playing it. And that bothers me. Yeah, and this is going to be a very fine line for some people. Um, as you said, J.K. Rowling has just been a less than stellar individual since the Harry Potter movies have come to its conclusion. And take it for what it is. You know what? You can obviously form your own opinion about how you perceive them as an individual, but this is still their estate that could be receiving money for you purchasing a seventy, eighty dollar game plus them. So right. we'll see where, how people decide to vote with it. Sure. And I want to support Even, the employees that are making it. You know, a lot of time and energy and effort and sacrifices went into making this game. And so by me not buying it, it's like saying that I'm not supporting the nice human beings that went to great lengths to make it. <laughs> so that's something and, we also have to consider, too. <laughs> exactly. And we should also note that J.K. Rowling has zero involvement with this game as well. So that's another aspect to put into it. You're still... But buying into the world that she's created, but you're not buying into her at this point. I right. Guess. Isn't that crazy how we have to ask ourselves these questions? It's like, do I want to support them or not? And it's it's crazy that it's come to that. Yeah. I just like, want to uh, play a okay. goddamn video game. <laughs> I mean, even the same thing with fast food nowadays. It's like, okay, did you publicly say or do something stupid that's going to make me regret buying this $7 chicken sandwich? Or am I just going to have lunch today? Oh, I know. I know. And I'm getting like, like, uh, I'm very anti Fox news. And then I saw this report that shows all these companies that, so that, that pay sponsored ads for Fox news. And one of them just happens to be my insurance company. And I'm just like, son of a bitch. I, (laughs) and I pay a lot in auto insurance and I hate it. I think it's California is such a rip up. My auto insurance in Washington was $80 here. It's like $225. Nothing has changed. Just my address. That's it. I'm not like a horrible driver or anything. 
It's just crazy. They're like, oh, it's California. I'm like, oh, man. You're in California. Everyone's a terrible driver. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just at risk, I guess. Oh, man. And so I'm just like, oh, I don't want to give you any more of my money. So, I mean, it's it it gets a it's a whole nother can of worms when you start boycotting certain things and not paying for this or not paying for that. And I know this is kind of off topic, but it's, it's relatable in a lot of ways, but like palm oil, there was this whole thing with this orangutan that was attacking this bulldozer that was destroying a rainforest because it was manufacturing or not manufacturing, but using palm oil. And I was like, well, that's it. I'm never going to eat palm oil again. And I started to starve because that shit's in everything. But I did my research and I still, to this day, choose to not eat things with palm oil because that, that video just had a tremendous impact on me. And that's, I mean, it's kind of extreme to do something like that, but at the same time, it's the least I can do to protect, do my part to protect that animal's home. <laughs> if that makes sense. Right. I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. And then same with like, you know, I don't eat meat. Right. And so, I'm just, I watch all these videos and I see these horrible, horrible things. And I, I can't tell you to not do something, but I can control what I do. And so my way of doing it is just not, not eating meat. I don't spread a crazy message. I'm not trying to shove like, Oh, Hey, you should be vegan in, in your diet or anything like that. I just do what's, what is right for me. So I think the same applies to this game where if you want to support it, great. And if you don't, that's fine too. Yeah, I guess do your homework and just make your own decision with your own wallet. That's all you can do nowadays. Perfect. Oh, cool. Sounds good. That's it for me. You got anything else? I don't think so, but that's all I got. I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. I hope you have a fabulous week. Remember to be safe, wear a mask, don't be crazy and all that stuff. Remember to check out the other podcasts that we have on our little network. Of course, there's the Geek Legacy podcast hosted by Dave, Randy, and myself, as well as the Don't Be Crazy podcast hosted by Mr. Zachary Rancourt talking about what makes a movie absolutely amazing or just a pile of rubbish. In the meantime, remember to keep those controllers charged, treat all gamers with respect, and uh, you just keep on rocking and rolling. Thank you so much. Thank you.